0: Um, I don't know that I have one thing in general. I think everybody's gonna tell you like, oh, you're gonna get there and keep working hard and stuff. But like, all just like, suck it up and do this. I don't know. Like, <laughs> let me. I, I'm trying to think like what what I would say. Maybe you could edit that out.
1: Welcome to the Prevet Pausecast. I'm Alex Savellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales. On applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today I have a clinical student with me, John Gould. John, welcome to the podcast.
0: What's up? I'm glad to be here.
1: I keep asking everyone, "Is this their first podcast?" You said it is. It is my first podcast. How do you feel about being on a podcast? I'm nervous. What are you nervous about?
0: I don't know. I'm just like I don't like talking about myself sometimes, like.
1: Well, I hope you can get over that because you have oh, a yeah. lot of cool I'll things get, I'll get over to share. But before we even get started on your journey, you know, who you are as a human, tell me where your hometown is, where you went to undergrad, and what clinical rotation you're currently on.
0: So I am from Baltimore, Maryland originally, and I came down to Florida in 2015 for undergrad. So I've been here for seven long years. Um, I never left. I didn't take a gap year and i am currently on the ecc rotation working overnights i woke up at 2:30 p.m. this afternoon
1: what um and what was your major was it animal sciences
0: yeah i studied animal science
1: so you knew you wanted to be a veterinarian
0: um well i didn't start out as animal science i started out as a marine science major um i've always wanted to do something with animals but the i just i guess the career I I was a little bit naive thinking I was going to work with like sea turtles Mm. and dolphins and stuff. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. a lot more research oriented and stuff like that. And I'm not so much into that. Um, but I wanted to do something with animals. So then I switched to pre-vet and I actually got a late start. I started taking like the science courses that were required for vet school, my junior, uh, like halfway through my sophomore year of undergrad.
1: Well, you were one of my pre-vet students. and I remember I feel like you had told me that you were a little insecure about it because you felt like you got a late start. Uh,
0: Yeah, I definitely got a late start and I, I had a really I had to catch up a lot. I was here every summer taking like I think one summer I took Orgo Physics. I don't I don't think I took biochem also, but I had I had a pretty packed schedule.
1: While you're just mentioning that, do you feel like that summer helped prepare you for vet school because of how quick classes come? Yeah.
0: And and honestly though, um I think a lot of people say like or I was told in undergrad the the classes help prepare you for the rigor of vet school, and to an extent that's true, but also Vet school courses for the most part are not like anything like the undergrad courses we take. They're hard because it's so much material mm-hmm. and fast paced, but it's not like science y classes. It's I, interesting, exactly. I tell people who ask me, like, if you'll never use organic chemistry unless you're going to do something with research <laughs> or something like that. So that's something to look forward to,
1: yeah. So getting through OCHEM helps you just build like the work a eth- tough I think skin. the work
0: ethic, yeah, and being able to work through a lot of material, but honestly, I think vet school is easier than undergrad, and I'm probably one of the few people who will say that.
1: I no, I think you're probably right, because, like, undergrad is just like, like yeah, like physics and, and OCHEM and, uh.
0: That and, like, not even the materials. Well, I just wasn't interested in what I was learning about, but I knew it was a stepping stone to get to vet school. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though vet school is, like, really difficult time-wise and it's long and everything, like, I like what I'm doing 90% of the time, yeah. so it's it's, it's just like anything if you like what you're doing if you're an amusement park time it goes by faster things like that you know <laughs> so true
1: and i would say for most undergrads a big difference is their schedule is never going to be as easy as it is an undergrad because you might have like four classes that you're taking you can come and go as you please but for you that looked different uh,
0: i put i punted for those who don't know
1: wait a second so was a punter for Florida football, go Gators. What was your number? 97. 97. You were balancing school and practice. Exactly. What was that like?
0: Um, It definitely, the hardest part was like getting a, getting a, um, like in a routine mm-hmm. when I switched to pre-vet because I would get up and have to go work out. We had our morning workouts sometimes at like five in the morning. I'd have a full day of classes. We had to be at the practice facility, um, at two usually most days for either film working out if it was off season or practice we had games um and then like just studying and also on top of that trying to get experience for vet school yeah so i did a lot of stuff on the weekends like volunteering wise Mm -hmm. i volunteered at the primary sanctuary i volunteered at uf during the week sometimes but it was like an hour or two here and there whereas and then it was really intimidating applying to vet school because some people had like four people are like oh I have 5,000 small animal hours right. I have this this that right. and the other and I was like oh I barely made the minimum requirement to even apply yeah. Auburn I applied to Auburn and like when I submitted my packet they sent me an email like the next day like hi is this a mistake it says you only have like 450 um veterinary hours or whatever and I was like no and they were like oh I'm sorry like you don't meet our requirement Yikes. to apply
1: but you had so many other cool things to bring to the table it's like yeah. it's sometimes the shame those little like checkpoints you have to make will stop someone who's amazing from getting in there but oh yeah I tell, we get to keep you yeah
0: i tell people all the time like i have a couple friends who ask me who are applying and stuff and i'm like you can like everybody's gonna have small animal experience like everybody's gonna or, or whatever you guys want to do but like do things that are unique mm-hmm. i have a friend who studied in south africa um and obviously that's not feasible for everybody but um do different things like you everybody's gonna have small animal hours it's the same thing with like I want to apply for a residency one day or internship or whatever like I'm trying to find ways to set myself apart yeah um what are some of
1: the ways you're trying to do that
0: I don't know I'm trying to get involved in like research but and everybody's doing that but Mm. um I did really cool research on osteosarcoma
1: the research that you've done before dealt with osteosarcoma let's talk about cancer yeah why would i even bring that up john
0: well i'm a cancer survivor yes you are 13 years uh yeah oh 12 years in remission
1: 12 years in remission what kind of cancer did you have hodgkin's lymphoma talk about it
0: um so i was nine years old and my parents had just gone through like a nasty divorce so we were on split custody and it was like i was going back and forth between their houses my mom lived like 45 minutes away at this point and I would literally like get in the car to go between the two houses and just pass the hell out. I remember like putting the armrest down in the middle of the back seat and just falling asleep. And then I start probably a, a week later, I started feeling like I had a sinus infection. I was like tired all the time. I had a fever and I went to the doctor. Uh, my mom is a nurse. So I went to see my doctor who she works with and he was just going to treat me for a sinus infection. And at one, literally as we were walking out, my dad, I, he remembers and I, I think I remember him saying like, yeah, it's. And we're just glad his fever is breaking at night. He just wakes up having night sweats. Poor, Like I would, my t-shirt would be soaking wet with sweat. And he was like, um, what? Uh, so he was like, I actually, you know, that now that you mentioned that, I just want to like do, like, I just want to have like a chest x-ray done just to be sure. And they did a chest x-ray and my lymph nodes in my chest and my neck, well, not my neck, my chest were like the size of like small oranges. Yikes. They were huge. So I went to Hopkins. I'm from Baltimore again. So I saw I was at Johns Hopkins, which was awesome. And they did a couple of tests. They did a um, lymph node biopsy and a um, bone marrow biopsy and diagnosed me with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I went through six months of chemo and six months of radiation. And in 2000, in October of 2010, I was declared in remission.
1: What was it like being a nine-year-old, like a little kiddo, going through all of that?
0: Um, I mean, I wasn't. It was a weird age because I wasn't at an age where I was completely naive to what was going on like mm-hmm. i wasn't it wasn't like i was five and i didn't they could convince me but also i wasn't old enough to really comprehend what was going on um that i i remember the doctor always saying to me like when you tell people your friends at school and things like that like what you have you're not going to say oh you have cancer you're gonna say i have Hodgkin's lymphoma because people don't know what that means May, i think that's why he was telling me that but also like it um you know cancer has such a negative connotation with it, understandably, but he always told me, and this is true, Hodgkin's lymphoma is a very curable cancer. Mm -hmm. It's common in children, relatively common, and um, at no point in time were they ever concerned for my life in that regard. Um, It was just, I just had to do the things, and I should. it has a very good prognosis. Um, So, I mean, it was tough, but I had, like, you know, my parents were able to put on a face. I'm sure it was hard for them, but they were able to Maintain their composure around me. I remember that, and I had a lot of support from my friends. I remember um, when I had like long treatment days at Hopkins. Um, families would like prepare meals mm-hmm. for my parents and stuff to make life easier. So, um, so yeah, it was it was a tough experience. But honestly, i i wouldn't I wouldn't not have cancer. Like if I, it definitely has changed my outlook on life. It's changed my work ethic. I think mm-hmm. um, just How so? everything about me. I don't know. Like life is too short. Right. I, like literally my fiance will be having a bad day and I will literally look at her and be like, you, and, uh, and it's, it's a stretch and it makes her feel bad. But like on purpose, <laughs> I'll be like, listen, like, cause it'll be over nothing or not even just her. I'll be like, you could literally die tomorrow. Yeah. Like, life is too short. Absolutely. You could wake up. I woke up one day, think I had a sinus infection and I was diagnosed with cancer. The Ooh, later that week. Right, 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 so like right. life is too short. I right. think it changed my outlook on that. Like I don't like to waste days and like work ethic for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Like life is too short. Um,
1: I mean, wouldn't you say that playing football also did that? Like, you really can't complain. Like, you have to be able to manage so uh, much. Like, it's just – like, you have a different attitude than someone who's not done anything.
0: I've – all like, I. anytime I've, I've done harder, I've – whether it's, like, painful, like – um, I'm sick or something like that. I've been worse, and right. if it's like I'm working too hard in school or whatever, like I've been worse. I yeah. can, I've, I've done, managed more before I can do this.
1: Let me ask you this because we always say veterinarians need to have empathy, mm-hmm. right? They need to be able to put themselves in someone else's shoes. Yeah. But for someone who's been through a lot of things, <laughs> how, how does that affect your empathy? Is it more because if it were me, I'd be like, get over yourself. So do you put yourself in their shoes or are you like they oh, should be complaining? I think I
0: think about it differently. I, I'm. Probably opposite of you. I'm like I've, like for a longest time I wanted to be an oncologist. Now that I s- kind of have been in vet school, it's kind of changed. But, um, like because I've been there and I've experienced, I've been on the other end mm-hmm. of treatment and stuff like that. I can relate to how, and especially with dogs, and that's what I love about, um, kind of the career path that I've chosen because I've loved animals my whole life, and cancer has kind of sparked an interest in, um, medicine for me mm. or did mm. as a child, mm-hmm. um. So I love what I do, but also like I've been there and experienced their side of that. So for a dog, I have like more empathy. Anybody can look at a dog and, and it's sick and be like, oh, that's sad. That would be and sympathy. It, but
1: so you have empathy because you've been there. Uh, you're on clinics right now.
0: I am on clinics right now.
1: Talk to me about clinics. Like, just talk talk them through it, because I think you're the first guest this season who's on clinics right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have the day off because uh, the ECC rotation is kind of weird. It's not like you have the weekends that you have. Like, You, you still get two days off a week, but it's kind of random because they need every shift filled. That's the only rotation that's open 24 hours in the hospital mm-hmm. every day of the week. Um, but I really like clinics. It, it definitely is rotation dependent, um, and it's kind of depending on what you like i really for example i've liked optho i like i like surgery too so surgical oncology was really cool for me especially Mm -hmm. because of the oncology part um tied into it Mm. um but what i really like about clinics is like while it's really difficult and laboring while you're there it's two things one you're like you're like working you're no longer just like sitting there memorizing Mm -hmm. things like i've kind of got that base knowledge and now i'm just like applying it and strengthening it like sure when like a patient comes in and it's anemic. I have to refer to my notes and like it. I can't. I'm not at the point yet where I pull every differential for anemia or something like right. that. I'm, it's like you're working and you're applying the knowledge that you've had and that you've been working so hard to to gain. And I also like clinics because when I'm off, like I'm unless I have an inpatient, which that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, that depends on the rotation. Like surgery rotations often have inpatients and you have to go do their treatments and mm-hmm. whatnot. But it you're when you're off, you're like deta- I can detach from school. I right. don't have to. You know, when I have a test coming up, when I'm in classes and stuff, I'm always got that it feels like it's never enough. But um, on clinics, like when I'm done with school today, like I am detached from school. I'm not thinking about it. I'm you gonna and, go and to and the gym. Healthy. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna work out, and it, it's like healthy. I feel like it's healthier for my well-being. Like clinic, the hour clinics um, have long hours on paper compared to school because yes. in school you're in classes for six hours or something like that. Right. But like. But for those six hours, you're like studying and then you have to go home and study. You're right. Yeah. So like even though technically clinic hours are long, it's almost like a job where you're working and you go home and I can detach. And I like that part about it for my mental health.
1: I know. I never really think about that because when I see the student schedule, I'm like, well, this sucks. They're in school all day. But then I'm like, well, then they get to go home. But they're studying. It's not over. Or there's a club meeting.
0: Exactly. I I don't have to worry about clubs. I don't have to worry about studying. I go home. I make dinner. I sometimes get a workout and I go to bed. Like I don't think about it. I'm not studying. Um, and like some of the rotations I've had like a little project here or there, but other than mm. that, when I'm, when I'm not, I, most of the rotations and people always laugh at me, like I leave my stuff here. I don't, I don't, we, I get a cubby for whatever rotation I'm on and I don't even take my iPad home. I don't take anything home except nice. my lunchbox. Good. <laughs> like,
1: good. So. I love that. And then it sounded like you thought you had a career, like maybe you would do like Onco or whatever, but now you took opto though and you enjoyed that. Would we say to students who think they know what they want to do? Keep an open mind. Cause clinics oh, is going to yeah. open you keep up. Keep an
0: open mind. Like. Clinics, I, I came into clinics knowing that I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I came into vet school thinking I wanted to be an oncologist just because of the personal ties I have to it. But, yeah. you know, after studying it, one, it's depressing. But yeah, also it's, um, it's just it's just not something that I'm really interested in learning. It's kind of like marine science. It was a hobby for me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. after kind of starting to study that, I was like, okay, this is not actually for me. Yeah. I'll always be like to go fishing and have a fish tank or something like that. But um, since I've been on clinics, I've realized that I like – and I've only had probably seven or eight rotations by really like ophthalmology. I've always known I like surgery since being in vet school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still kind of feeling that out because, um, for me, quality of life is really important yes. and, and not that I don't like to work or I don't like animals, but like for, I know I'll have to suck it up and do an internship in residency. And that's something I've come to terms with if that's what I want to do. But, um, I, I want to have like kids and I want to have weekends off and go fishing yeah. and hang out with my family and stuff. And I have two dogs, so I don't want to be at school every day or at work from six until dark, like right. dark till dark. That's right. the worst part for me. Dark I get to school dark. and it's dark and dark. I, <laughs> I know least, it's depressing. It's
1: so you said quality of life. You have a fiance. I have Would a fiance. Talk about how you balanced vet school and a relationship.
0: Um, I think the biggest part of balancing, especially because she's also what in, is she in speech language pathology. Love it. Um, the biggest part w- is like communication and, and kind of expressing to each other what we need mm. and everything. Like, um, you know, like I have really long days and so does she. And just giving quality time together. And like sometimes I have to go do things or I want to work out. And just being able to like express to each other what you need and, and um, what you're feeling. Because when you're not with each other all day, and then you get home, if somebody had a bad day, like sometimes I have a bad day, and I come home and take it out on her yeah. unintentionally. Yeah. And like, I just some I've gotten really good at telling her like, hey, I, I just need some space, or like I need this. And also when we do have time on the weekends, or if we both have like a day off or a short day or something, like you making the most of the time we have off. I'm, I'm very much a homebody, and I'm very tempted sometimes. And when I was before I started dating her, like. If it were up to me on my day off, I'd stay home with my dogs, do nothing except play on my phone, watch TV, mm-hmm. and I'm happy with that. But sure. like to 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 have a relationship and to thrive in a relationship through vet school, you really have to like make the most of your time off and do stuff together mm-hmm. and and find things that you like to do.
1: Uh is one of the things that y'all like to do um cool TikTok trends? <laughs> Cuz you guys are going viral with that. She likes
0: she's very much into it. She I think the first one we did was like uh um, a dirty dancing trend where like she was like on the floor and I kind of flipped her over and held her up and then I think that was the first one maybe not but wh- whichever the first one was got like a ton of views yeah. and she was like oh my god I have to do this and her sister kind of does social media it's I, fun it's I, something fun I oblige.
1: and people people like to see it yeah what advice do you have for pre-vet students
0: um just like in any yeah, like what do all?
1: they need to hear from John Gould? What's something that you're uh, like, I wish I had known that or I should have done this or they need to know that?
0: Somebody out there has it worse than you. When you're getting up and you – I remember one day I was getting up and, like, I, I needed a large animal experience. And I had to go to help with these, like, dairy cows. It was literally, like, 4 in the morning and I, I ended up just scraping poop. I did nothing but <laughs> helpful. Um, but I was, like, hating my life. And something I tell myself frequently – is like somebody has it worse than you. Somebody sure. is working harder than you. Whether that motivates you or that um, like inspires you to not ha- to like change your ad- perspective on things or your yeah. attitude. Like somebody has it worse, and you will get there. You just got to do the things, and um, and 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 you can get there. Somebody's working harder, so keep working.
1: Agreed. Well, John, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. Especially when you had a long night and like Oh, I
0: will be going to bed early tonight too, so it's okay.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, Can we get a big go Gators? Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. I'm Alex Avellino and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Peace.